Hail to the Redskins. What's going on, Internet? This is uh, James coming at you with a, another Redskin Rant video. This is my pregame video for Philadelphia. I'm also going to talk about Kirk Cousins. I'm actually going to find out that first. Um, without further ado, I'm just going to dive right into it. Um, all this week, I've seen a bunch of stuff. I follow a couple Facebook groups of Redskin fans. And all I see is a bunch of knee-jerk reactions. People are like, oh, pay the man. Every time he has a decent game, everyone's like, pay the man. No one has any kind of objectivity when it comes to looking at Kirk Cousins. Either you like him, or you like him, and anything he does great is his is because of him. And anytime he do, anything he does bad is because of someone else. Okay, and, and anytime the Reds can succeed, it's because he did great. Anytime they fail, it's because of because he he he. Anytime they fail, it's because of someone else. It's not. It's ne nothing's ever Kirk Cousins' fault. That's basically what I'm trying to say. We can watch a game. You can watch a game. Uh, we the, the first game against the Philadelphia Eagles, for example, he had three turnovers, but none of that was his fault. The offensive line was bad. Guys didn't catch balls. Every excuse in the book. We didn't have a running game. Every excuse in the book. Although Kirk Cousins is responsible for his actions, not turning the ball, getting the ball, getting the ball quicker, being more accurate on deep throws. Those are things he's responsible for, and yet somehow it's everyone else's fault whenever he fails. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um, with that being said. This video is going to be about just preaching my opinion on Kirk Cousins. And I know everyone wants to likes Kirk Cousins, wants to talk about Kirk Cousins, and thinks he should be told. I'm going to just go ahead and say, I do think he does need to be a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's worth more than $20 million a year. I will, I will kind of concede maybe 25 if the salary cap increases. I'll concede that. But if you're starting to pay him like $30 million a year money, you're looking at a guy who should be the system. It doesn't matter who's on the team with him. You have him. Aaron Rodgers is the system. doesn't matter who's on the team. He'll find a guy. He'll throw them open, stuff like that. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, those guys are the system. They are the guy, the best player on that team by far. And they are the reason why their team wins or loses. Or usually wins, but they're, they, they are the guy, okay, the team. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and just throw this stuff out about Kirk. He has – let me backtrack. This is why I resent Kirk Cousins, and I – I don't resent Kirk Cousins more or less. I resent his fans because they have no objectivity. I had no issue with Kirk Cousins in 2015. I had no issue with him at all. 2016, the way he performed, I have a huge issue with. And the fact, and what what my issue is is, I'm gonna bring up a quarterback's name, and everyone's gonna freak. The way we treated RG3, it, it I don't I'm gonna say it was unfair. I didn't think it was fair, but after the way we 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 act when Kirk Cousins makes mistakes and make excuses for him. It was very unfair the way that the Redskins fan base and everyone treated RG3. Okay, RG3 was not allowed to be given any excuses whenever he screwed up, but everyone wants to make an excuse for why Kirk Cousins doesn't do something. Okay, so I'm gonna get to the heart of why I have a resentment towards Kirk Cousins and why I'm skeptical. I'm not. I don't hate the guy, but I'm skeptical. Okay, in 2015, Kirk Cousins had he had about. Uh, four it's like four thousand, almost four thousand two hundred. I'm not gonna give exact numbers on that, but it's about four thousand two hundred passing yards. Actually, you know what? For the sake of continuity, I will give you his exact numbers. In 2015, Kirk Cousins had two four thousand one hundred sixty six passing yards, a sixty nine point eight percent completion percentage. Okay, he had twenty nine touchdowns, so only eleven interceptions. Uh, I don't think it's gonna show in here rushing touchdowns. Um, give me one second, and I'll find out if he had a rushing. Um, and he had five rushing touchdowns in 2015. Okay? 
So he had a grand total of 34 touchdowns in 2015. Um, how many fumbles did he have? He had nine fumbles. Nine fumbles, okay? So nine fumbles. So he had a grand total of he had 20, 20 turnovers. So 34 and 20 was basically his touchdown to turnover ratio. 34 and 20, which isn't bad. I mean, it's not horrible. You could definitely do a lot worse. Now, I, it does say fumbles. It doesn't say fumbles for losses. So I'm just going to go off of that for now. Okay, just gonna go off that for now. Whether that's true or false, we'll find out. But that's what he had. Okay. That being said, let's circle back around. So in 2015, he had 2,000 or 4,166 passing yards, almost 4,200, 29 touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, 11 interceptions, nine fumbles. Okay, those were his numbers, which weren't bad, and I was completely content that year. Um, there's some games he didn't win for us that we could have won, that were very close. We should have won. But other than that, he, we you know we couldn't do much better. Um, the big thing for me is no turnovers in the red zone, okay. And then in in in, in that year, I'm gonna go ahead and go over our defensive numbers. The offense that year averaged 24.25 points per game, okay. 24.25 points per game, and the defense allowed 23.68. Now that's not exactly great, but it's not horrible either, okay. Now here's where I I, I I go to I go at Kirk Cousins because in the next year, the 2016 season, we averaged 24.75 points per game. So we didn't really increase in points per game. Okay, it wasn't something we did well. We didn't increase in points per game. We increased by 0.5 percent, which you know equates to a couple points per game. And our defense did ju- did better than it did the year before. It's 23.43. But everyone blames the defense in 2016, and why is that? The, the scoring went down. The yards per game went down. In 2015, the Redskins gave up 380 yards per game on average. Average is giving up 380 yards per game. In 2016, the Redskins gave up 377 yards per game. Now, in my opinion, that is pretty much the same exact thing. But everyone wants to go, everyone wants to cut hairs, split hairs. So I'm going to say that the three yards does matter, so it's less yards per game. Okay? And they allowed less points per game. So where did the Redskins really change? Well, Everyone looks at Kirk Cousins' number and says, like, oh, Kirk Cousins did better this year. No, well, he didn't. Okay, the Redskins didn't do better this year, and I'll, I can explain why. In 2015, Kirk Cousins, yeah, he had 4,166 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I'm not going to get into He had five rushing touchdowns, so we'll say he had 34 touchdowns overall. Okay, it was 34 touchdowns overall. In 2016, he had a lot more yards. I will give him the credit on the yards, but more yards. Lower lower completion percentage, okay? I don't really care about that. Lower completion percentage, less wins, okay? Less wins. And he also had four less passing touchdowns. So he had 25 touchdowns instead of 29, okay? He had one more turnover, and he had the same amount of rushing touchdowns and fumbles, okay? So he had 29 touchdowns total and um, 21 um, turnovers in 2015, or 2016, okay? So... He increased his passing yards. Good for you. It doesn't equate to anything. He scored less touchdowns. He turned the ball over a little bit more. Not much more, but a little bit more. Okay, but here's the kicker for me. And this is the stats that I always bring up, and no one ever knows these, and no one ever believes me on these, but these are at www.pro-football.reference.com slash years slash 2015 slash redzone-passing.htm. You can go look those up for yourself, and I'm going to read them off to you right across the board. 
<coughs> Kirk Cousins was seventh in the league in red zone efficiency in 2015. Okay, he I'm not gonna go over his completion to attempt. It's just look at the completion percentage and it, or his yardage. I don't care about yardage. It's it's red zone. The yardage are irrelevant to me. What what matters is your completion percentage and your ability to score in the red zone. Kirk Cousins had um, completion percentage of 63.29, which is very, it's very good. Okay, if I actually hit the button where you can rank all these guys, it was it's you know it's not the, it's not the best. Well, okay, there's some here that skew because some guys only came in for like one possession or something. So I'm not going to get into that too much. But um, anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, completion. There we go. Okay. So he did complete the most passes in the second most pass in the red zone only to Tom Brady. He was fifty for seventy eight. That was it. That that just got me back to the baseline. So his completion percentage in the red zone was sixty three point two nine percent. Yardage three hundred forty eight. Not important to me, but twenty two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's a kicker here, and that's very important. Now keep those numbers in mind. Sixty three point two nine completion percentage in two thousand fifteen to twenty two touchdowns, no interceptions in the red zone. Okay. Now let's go go to the next one, which is ten and in or goal to go. Okay. His completion percentage ten and in was at sixty four point one percent. That's extremely good. Okay. The only person I think did better than that was Matt Stafford that year. So he was the best at completing passes within ten and in. Okay. And he was he was one of the best when it came to uh, twenty and in as well. Okay. But, uh, I mean, only Matt Stafford did better than him. And then guys that came in for, like, one series. So he was a very good at completing passes in the red zone. Now, I was going to say, well, like, oh, he had Pierre Garçon on this stuff. No, he had Pierre Garçon the next year, too. So before you jump to that conclusion, just hear what I have to say and then conclude your own things. If you want to write all this stuff down, go ahead. I'll talk slow. Okay? Um, completion percentage was 64.10%, which is better than his uh, red zone um, completion percentage. Okay? Yard is not important, but he had 16 touchdowns from 10 and in passing touchdowns. Him passing the ball and no interceptions. Okay? Now, a lot of people equate to our team success of 2015 to 16, and the reason why we did worse in 2016 is because of our defense. Our defense third down efficiency was bad. Well, you can say that, and I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that our defense efficiency was good or bad. I mean, it's a stat, and I can't argue with stat. But what I can argue is simply this. Um, there's nothing to equate that it actually led to lesser success. There's nothing to equate that. There's no way in hell that you can equate that. You can't equate um, the lack of success of our team to the third down conversion rate. You don't know why? Because we didn't give up more yards per game, we gave up less, and we gave up less points per game. So that doesn't equate to losing and winning. It doesn't. You can try You can try to do it. I've tried doing I tried figuring out, just kind of... Arguing with myself here, trying to figure out if it's true, but it's not. It's not true at all. In two, in, in also in 2015, we actually uh, we 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 beat our opponents in average uh, averaging like time with the ball. In 2016, it was about dead even. Now I think that was the kicker here, but I'll get to that here in a moment. Okay, so now, in my opinion, the defense, how good or bad the defense did, is irrelevant to the success of our team. The success of our team was predicated on Kirk Cousins' success. In the red zone. That's, in my opinion, that's where I think Kirk Cousins did not succeed at all in 2017 or 16. 2016, I have um, his numbers right here in front of me. You can go to the same website. Just, I had 2015 before. Just hit next to 2015. 
2016. His completion percentage dropped from what we had before was 63.29% to 57 or 45.78% completion. So he dropped almost 20 points in completion percentage. Okay, yardage not important. It's 80 less yards, but he dropped eight less touchdowns, and he had more attempts too. He had more attempts in the red zone here. Okay, he had like nine more red zone trips this year than he had the year before in 2016 and he had in 2015. So in nine more trips, he had eight less touchdowns. Okay, he had 14 touchdowns to two interceptions, and he and he actually never had interceptions in the red zone in in 2015. In 2016, he had two. So he cost himself two touchdowns or at least two field goals that could have won us a game. I can think of one off the top of my head. That's the Dallas game. Okay. Um, so he had eight less touchdowns in 2015 in the, in the red zone. Now goal to go is where he really, really stunk it up. In goal to go, he went from 64.10% completion percentage to 31.58. 31.58. He had 10 more, 10 no, I'm sorry, nine, nine, same amount, same amount. Nine trips to the red zone. Nine more trips to the red zone. He had a lower percentage, and he had way less touchdowns. He had six less touchdowns in, the, in, in goal to go. Ten and in. He had 14 in 2015. He had eight in 2016. And then two interceptions in, in ten and in. Okay? So that is the equivalent. That is why our team did not succeed last year. And that is why I hold resentment to Kirk Cousins. He did not... We did not succeed last year, not because our defense did bad on third downs. That was it was a factor. I'm not gonna lie; it's probably a factor. It probably had a factor to do with time of possession, but it did not fact that has no inclination on the success of our team. Whenever our quarterback drops eight drops down eight less touchdowns in the red zone, and um, another six touchdowns in goal to go, and his completion percentage drops by twenty percent, and drops over thirty one percent, drops thirty one percent. In the red zone, in, in in goal to go, that's what equates to us not being successful last year. Okay, in that same breath, he dropped in touchdowns, four touchdowns. I can think of four games right now off the top of my head, right now that the Redskins could have won if they had a touchdown. The first, uh, the first Dallas game, if we'd had an extra touchdown, we'd have won. If we'd had a touch, an extra touchdown in the um, Bengals game, we'd have won that game. If we had an extra touchdown in the Detroit Lions game, we'd have won that game. And in the last game of the year against the against the uh, New York Giants. Okay? Probably some other stone in there. You could probably say there's if you throw a touchdown in against Arizona, we could at least tied it. But because they beat us by eight. So there's that is the equivalent of where our team failed last year. It had nothing to do with the defense. The defense didn't play great. I'm not gonna give them any excuses. But their play last year did not drop off. It was the same. What dropped off from 2015 to 16 was Kirk Cousins. Yes, he got more yards, and everyone's going to jerk off to those yards, but those yards don't equate to anything unless you are successful in, in getting touchdowns. The only reason our offense did not significantly drop in points is because our rushing game actually increased. We had over 100 rushing yards a game. Over 100, we had 1,680 yards, I think is what it was. And we had eight more rushing touchdowns. Eight or nine. I think it's eight. I think we oh, I think it was eight. So we had eight more rushing touchdowns to compensate for Kirk's lack of ability to put the ball in the end zone. Okay? We had so that that's that's what equated to our success last any kind of success we had last year. If it wasn't for the rushing game, everyone would be able to look at this a lot clearer. But but because he had a lot of yards, everyone ignores that and says he had almost five thousand passing yards. 
Okay, Drew Brees had almost 5,000 passing yards every year for the last five years. They made the playoff once. Is it really that important? Okay, I'd rather win games than, than you get 5,000 passing yards. I, it looks nice, I'll, I'm not going to lie. It makes the game a lot more interesting to watch. But I'd rather him put the ball in the end zone than get a whole bunch of yards. And that's my issue with him. He dropped in production, and he dropped in red zone production, specifically red zone production. And to follow that up, he has not had a good red zone year so far this year. I'm going to go ahead and just bring up his numbers right now. Right now, he is, wow, he's way down the list. I'm going to count what, what place he's in a red zone efficiency right now. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23rd in red zone efficiency. Now, I'll give him credit. He does have a completion percentage of 60% in the red zone right now. Okay? He has five touchdowns, one interception, which, not bad. I'm not going to rip him for that. But 10 and in, five touchdowns, two interceptions. Okay? Two interceptions. I'm sorry. Two touchdowns and zero interceptions. And 10 and in. Okay? So he hasn't done horrible. He hasn't done horrible this year in red zone. But, I mean, he still has a turnover. That, that one was critical. I'm just saying, that one was critical. That one was a touchdown if he just got the ball to him and threw a better pass. So that one was critical. So he hasn't done great, but his red zone efficiency over everyone else is 23rd in the league red zone efficiency. It's, it's really bad. I'm sorry, but it's really bad. I'm not trying to rip on him, but I'm just pointing out the obvious. Now, that being said, that is why I have resentment towards Kirk Cousins when people say he's a franchise quarterback. Like, well, not quite. If he's a franchise quarterback, you don't take that big of a drop-off. Okay? you. I guess you are if you take that big of a drop-off and all the blame gets diverted to the defense, who at least held serve. I will say that they held serve. We, everyone forgets that we had a lot of injuries on the defense last year. Okay, we had a handful of injuries on the defense last year. And that's just it's just something that people don't quite understand. That we we had a lot of injuries on the defense last year, okay? Um so that was something we were trying to fix all season long, okay? And it doesn't help when the offense doesn't score because the defense last year, and I've gone over this before and I'll go over it one more time. Our defense last year was built to play with leads. That's why we went on Josh, Josh Norman. That's why we got we had smaller defensive linemen because we were anticipating that our offense was going to be so high powered we were going to play with leads. Okay, and that would limit the other offense to one dimensional, and we can just our defensive linemen can pin ears back and go get them, and our secondary can just our can drop seven or eight back into back and just you know zone cover until we get to the quarterback. That was the plan for the defense. And that plan was reinforced this year by a draft. Go watch my video. It's on my other channel, James Plank, and go look at Disgruntled Redskin Fans number five. Okay? It explains that in full detail. So, and again, I'm going to reiterate, I don't dislike Kirk Cousins. I just think he had a bad year last year. And before everyone says, pay the man, pay the man, I do think he should have been paid already. I think he should have been paid $18 million when he was worth $18 million, um, per year for five years. But we're at the point now where... The value of the quarterback's gone up, and I don't think his value has gone up specifically, specifically higher, but just the value of the quarterback position has gone up higher. Okay, I everyone keeps saying who who would we get rather than Kirk Cousins? I'm not trying to sit here and say that Kirk Cousins is zero. Everyone's replaceable. Okay, unless you have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is somewhat irreplaceable, but he is replaceable. I'm just like, Kirk Cousins is replaceable. And I'm of the belief that we have a good enough offense that there are a handful of guys out there that we could get that could run it. For example, next year we can we could literally draft out. We can literally go get Alex Smith if he's a free agent. He could run this offense. 
Phillip Rivers could run this offense. I actually think Colt McCoy runs this offense pretty well. Um, there's, I mean, this is, is it really worth having to gut the rest of our team to pay a quarterback? In my opinion, no, because I believe, and the numbers prove this, that he is a product of having a good offense and good talent around him. He has two elite tight ends, whether you agree with me or not, Brad Davis is, or uh, Vernon Davis is elite to me. Two elite tight ends. He has a good receiving, or pretty, not great, but a pretty good receiving core. He has weapons all around him. He actually has a good defense this year if they can just stay healthy. Okay, so that is a team. If we had this team stay together for a couple years, this could be a team that we can actually, I think we can get to the Super Bowl with this team. Okay, but we can't do it if we got to pay, take a, got another $10 million out of our defense just to pay our damn quarterback. Okay, so that's, that's why I don't think he's worth as, I think he's worth about $20 million, maybe twenty five, depending on how the salary cap increases next year. No more than that. Because otherwise you'd have to gut your offensive weapons, your offensive line, and your defense. And he's really as good as the talent around him. Okay, he is. He's as good as the talent around him. Whenever he first started in 2000 and was it 14, when he, he actually had like an injury or concussion or something, in 2014, whenever he started, he um, he, he was playing without all of his talent. He didn't have Jordan Reed. He didn't have Deshaun Jackson or Pierre Garçon was in another one. He didn't have all of his weapons. And Jay Gruden made a specific point to give the excuse like, I think you shouldn't, shouldn't um, judge Kirk Cousins until he has all of his weapons. Okay, why is that? Because Kirk Cousins isn't great unless he has all of his weapons around him and the offense predicates on those weapons more or less than it predicates on the quarterback. Okay, does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to you. Go look at the stats if you don't believe me, okay? Stats do tell a story, okay? Do tell a story. And I heard this argument. I'm going to go ahead and comment on this argument. I, I hate this argument. I'm, I, I shouldn't even give it any any credence by mentioning it, but I'm going to. This was mentioned to me. They're like, well, if he if he has bad red zone numbers, that's because of his weapons. I'm like, wait a second. So Kirk Cousins gets 4,917 passing yards in 2016 because he is the greatest quarterback ever. He's, he's a fantastic quarterback, but he can't get the ball in the end zone because of his weapons. That's what you're trying to tell me. Got it. That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Pardon my French if you don't like cussing, but that makes no damn sense. That is the dumbest statement I've ever heard from anyone who watches football. You can't sit there and say that the guy doesn't have weapons to get the ball in the end zone, but then the guy gets it, has the weapons to get 4,917 passing yards. A dumb statement. The person who said that should be have their mouth stapled shut. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, it irks me. So now, let's fast forward to this game. This is why I made this video, and I preface all this stuff about Kirk. This is a game that Kirk has to win. Now, I say it this way specifically because I mean it this way. This is a game Kirk Cousin has to win. We have a beat-up secondary. We have a beat-up defense. This team is good. You're going up against probably the best quarterback on our division right now. Okay, You have to win this, Kirk. This is a game where you prove you you are the franchise quarterback, and not, I'm not gonna say every game you have to do this, but this is definitely one of these games where you have to be the franchise quarterback. You have to come in, you have to control the offense, control the time of possession. You have to th be very smart in your decision making. You need to throw accurate passes. If you're gonna throw deep balls, you got to hit your target, not overthrow them by ten yards. This is a game where a franchise quarterback steps in and says, "I'm the franchise quarterback." And you guys are paying me for games like this. That's what has to happen tonight. Okay? That's what has to happen tonight. Alright? And before I go any further, and I start talking about the game, 
I'm just saying, this is why I'm all the stuff I listed to you earlier is why I don't hate Kirk Cousins, but I, I'm I'm not skeptical, but I just think he I I, I believe a lot of people gave him a pass last year. I thought he was the reason why we didn't make the playoffs. Okay, a lot of people gave him a pass, and I have a video where I broke down every game he played and stuff like that. I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna get into it. But I thought his lack of production was the reason why we didn't make the playoffs last year. We could have won division. We could have been like the first team in in this division to win the division back to back years. And I thought I didn't think we took a back step in talent. Um, our defense obviously didn't take a back step other than third down conversions. But what it did, again, it didn't convert to points or yards per game. So it what convert what what resulted in us not doing so well. The fact our quarterback got less touchdowns. And our running our running game actually compensated for that. But if our quarterback gets the same amount of touchdowns and our running back's running game still does well, we're in the playoffs by far. And we're probably in the playoffs as like a twelve and four team or a thirteen and three team. Look at our if you look at our schedule and you add a touchdown to, to four of our games, we're a twelve three and one team. Twelve three and one team. Actually you can probably add one to the game we tied and so therefore we're eleven and five we're eleven and five or twelve and four, whatever you want to call it. Alright, so that's just, I hope everyone just understands, it's not coming from a place of hatred, okay? It's not coming from a place of hatred or abhorty or anything. Abhor means, if you don't want abhorty, it means to hate with hatred, okay? Abhorty or anything like that. It's not a hatred of the guy. I think he's a great, he's a great person, okay? He's a great person. He's a good, um, he's smart. One of his comments I think I actually loved him saying was, I, I, want the, I wish the Redskins were more like the Spurs instead of trying to be like the... I don't know what team he said. Uh, he might have said like the, I don't know, just basically a team that just shows up and does their job without all the media hoopla. That's basically what he said. And I agree with that. I think that's a very smart statement. And um, by the way, I want to say this before I go any further. Kirk, uh, um, I, I'm sorry your grandmother passed. Um, my heart goes out to you, okay? Um, uh, my heart goes out to you. I I'm sorry. I'm not trying to rip on you in the, on a day like this after your grandmother passed, but I'm just doing the video. Nothing personal. I'm sorry that your grandmother passed. Um, prayers out to you and your family. I hope your son's, um, your beautiful son, I hope he, he grows up well and everything. It's nothing against that. It's not a personal thing. It's just football, okay? So I want to make that clear before I go any further with this video, okay? So that is why I have, so back to reality here, back to the video. Take that aside. Nice things about Kurt. Um, so, he again, he does things well, but he doesn't do them all the time well. He does some things, he just... And I've gone over it before, so I'm not going to reiterate too much. But where, where I was leading into with this is he, as in Kirk Cousins, has to be the reason we win tonight. If he doesn't have a Kirk Cousins good game, we're not going to give ourselves a chance because our defense is too banged up. We played that team very well defensively the first game. We just didn't capitalize on opportunities for turnovers. I do not think we're going to be able to play that team very well. Because we have too many injuries. We could. We could absolutely do that. Greg Minuski's a good coordinator and things like that. So it's absolutely possible we could do that. I just don't see it happening. I, I honestly just don't see it. It's not me trying to be um, a naysayer or anything like that. I just don't see our defense being able to hold this team to like 17 points or 20 points. It's possible, but I just don't see it happening. Okay? So um, with that being said, tonight, the game has to be a game Kirk Cousins you got to do a few things, Kurt. You got to control the control the clock. If we control the clock, we give ourselves a chance to win. Okay, they 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 controlled the clock for 35 minutes last game. We controlled it for like 24, or we controlled for 25. And they controlled it for like 34 and like some seconds are mixed in there. Okay, so you got to be able to control the clock. Second, 
you got to be able to run the football. Um, I've given this stat before. On the last 22 games, we've run the ball 25 times or more. We are 19-2-1. 19-2-1. 19 wins, two losses, one tie. On the game, in games, we've run the ball for more than 25 times. Uh, on purpose. Not like he, Kurt scrambles for 10 yards or something. It's a, it's a designed run. Okay? Um, so that's two things that are going to help. Control the clock, run the ball. Okay? This is definitely a winnable game. But the reason why I'm making this video now is it's specifically because this is a game that Kirk Cousins has to win for us. If he is a franchise quarterback, if he is, and I think he's good enough to be a franchise quarterback with, with a team with decent weapons around him. That's where I believe he is, okay? I don't believe you can throw him on any old team and he'll win. I think he's a good quarterback, and this is the assessment of, that people gave of him out of college, and I agree with this assessment. He will. He is a good. He can be a good quarterback when he has talent around him, and he has a good system. He has all those things. If Kirk is a franchise quarterback, if Kirk is a franchise quarterback, this needs to be the game in which he wins. He he basically wins it with his arm, or wins it with his legs, or whatever case may be. Guys will get open, find them, hit them accurately. If you got the deep ball, I I'm the only reason I have an issue with the deep ball is because it's it's horribly inaccurate. Four of seventeen on deep balls. Okay. Um, you've also never won a Monday Night Football, so I think winning tonight would actually break you through that barrier as well. Never won a Monday Night Football. That's a fact. I didn't, I'm not making that up. It's just truth. Okay. Um, two other stats this one thought here. Uh, Kirk is 51 and 46 as a starter, which isn't horrible, but it's not great either. Uh, I'm sorry, 23, 22, 23, and 21. So this will actually tie you up with your losing record. So that's another reason why I want you to win tonight. Get into, start getting into win, having more wins and losses. And um, I'm not gonna give the last. Time. It's just I'll I'll give it, but it's not something that's important. He's 80, 81 touchdowns to forty four interceptions, which isn't great, but it's not bad either. But uh, that's basically all this video is about. As much as I, I could talk about our, our defense needs to do this, our offense, it's gonna come down to Kirk. It's gonna come down to Kirk tonight. Kirk, any other game, Kirk can probably just have a mediocre game. Make sure we run the ball, get a hundred yards, and our defense just not screwed up, and we could win because. I think we're that that talented overall. But this is a game Kirk has to win with his arm and I guess his legs as well. Okay, This is Redskins Rant. If you want to f um, follow me on Twitter, it's Redskins Ranter, at Redskins Ranter. Um, I will post the video and also post on there throughout the entire course of the game. So if you have any interest in watching it at all, be more than welcome to uh, follow me. Uh, hit me back a little bit on there. I, I do the hashtag HTTR every time I post something, so you'll see it on there. Um, if you have any statements, I mean, the game starts, I think it's like an hour, an hour and a half, and I'm going to get food, and I'm going to probably post this while I'm doing that. So, this is JD. Hail to the Redskins. Hope we win tonight. Go Skins. Die, Eagles, die. See you guys.